welcome to Watch What Crappens, the podcast for all that crap we just love to talk about on you old bruvs. I'm Ronnie. Ronnie Karam. Hi. I'm with my little bestie, Ben Mandelkirk. He's handsome. He's adorable. He's sweet. Even on a Monday. Hi, Ben. Oh, stop that. Hi, Ronnie. How are you? Good, babe. How's it going with you? Good. I got a new microphone, so hopefully I sound crisp and delightful to everyone's ears. And if I don't, well, I apologize in advance. Well, Ben, if you don't, just remember this. Ben is an institution. <laughs> I'm renewing my vows to this microphone. <laughs> um, Ronnie, by the way, so much has happened. So much has happened in the Bravoverse since we last recorded. Uh, like a huge amount of gossip. And I'm mentioning this because tonight is uh, Take a Seat Night. So if you are listening to this, you can go uh, join us tonight because I think we're going to be talking about Real Housewives of Dubai, which was announced this morning. We're going to talk about that crazy burglary that Dorit went through. Yolanda Hadid. There's just like actually a lot to discuss this evening. So please come join us on the Spotify app, Spotify Green Room. I'm sorry, the Spotify Green Room app. Um, if you have a Spotify account, you can use that to log in. If not, you know, log in normally and it's free. So come join us. It's super, uh, it's super fun. And uh, in case you don't know, it's like we, we all get to talk. It's not just me and Ronnie just yapping away like usual. Um, but it's going to be really, really fun. And if for some reason, by the way, you miss it, uh, just want to point out that actually all the, uh, Spotify green room sessions that we have are available on demand, I think on Spotify. So you can always search for it there. Um, if you miss it, so go check that out too, if it's a little too late for you. And of course, Rondel, we have our tickets on sale for our shows. We have our big, uh, 10 year anniversary tour going on next year. And I, by the way, huge thank you to everyone who's been buying tickets. I looked at the New York, uh, our New York thing, which is our like 10 year anniversary show in the golden crappies. And almost all of that venue is sold out, which is crazy. There's definitely like, there are definitely seats still available, but not a lot left. And I can't, I honestly can't believe it because it's such a big venue. So if that's something that you're interested in going to definitely act sooner rather than later, because, uh, yeah, a lot of it sold out. It's crazy. I know. We say next year, but it's literally the very start of next year. So it's not like yeah. you have a year. Go get your damn it's tickets. Soon. Get them. It's very Go soon. Go to com to find uh, links to all of the theaters because they're all on sale right now. So go get them. Yeah, more than just New York. We talk about New York a lot because it's the Golden Crappies. But we're going to a lot of cities and probably one near you. So go check that out. Yes, I expected you to go. Sorry. Longer, so I slurping. Sorry. Uh, um, sorry. No, no. It's all good. So, um, yeah, everybody, thank you so much for being here. And um, today is the season finale of Real Housewives of Potomac. Mm-hmm. We start ep- with Karen. Ray, you're going to lint roll me, baby. Mm-hmm. Lint roll me, Ray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lint roll me. I don't know if you know this, but... Um... Karen has a new song out. It's called Lint Roll Me. It goes like this. Lint Roll Me. Lint Roll Me. Right. Right. <laughs> Lint Roll Me. It's not very catchy. I don't think it's going to do well on the charts, but it's a song. Could you imagine Lint Rolling Karen? <laughs> I do not want to Lint Roll Karen. You know it's going to be just like the bottom of a shower. It's going to be hair. Um, <laughs> obviously, like lots and lots of hair. Maybe like a little piece of a lace front. And like, there be like a fucking paper clip, and you know there'll be like tons of shit you weren't expecting, like a paper clip, like a key, a key ring. You're like, wait a minute. I think that she would somehow equate it to success, like 
she would say something like, well, you have to have a millions of lint in order to lose millions of lint, right? <laughs> like, she's proud of the lint she's accumulated. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Hor- horrifying lint roller was my note. So, Karen's like, uh, she calls somebody on FaceTime, and um, it's the wedding lady. She's like, mm, my yeah, partner planner. in crime, look at this. It's Ray Ray, my partner in crime for tomorrow. <laughs> and he's like, uh, I have a question. Are any butterflies involved tomorrow? And like, Ray! Oh, you're inconsolable. <laughs> um, Raven is not feeling well, so she won't be there. I don't really buy that Raven is not feeling well, personally. I think Raven is mm-hmm. lying her face off because she doesn't want to have to see Macy Gray. Um, and maybe Ray, maybe Raven thinks, like, if she doesn't go to the wedding, they won't play the clip of her trying to sing in front of Macy or Gray. Macy Gray. <laughs> but they did not Seeing care. Amazing Grace in front yeah. of Macy, Macy Gray. <laughs> a lot of Ray Ray vowels in that description. Ray even singing Amazing Grace for Macy Gray. <laughs> um, you know what? But by the way, I was I feel like my my eyebrow was raised because <laughs> Karen was so cavalier about Raven. She's like, well, Raven can't make it. They say she might have a kidney stone. But anyway, we won't have butterflies tomorrow. But I can't wait to be an example for Robin and Giselle. I'm like, your daughter has a kidney stone? And you're going through with this like you're not gonna go help like kidney stones are painful how are you not helping your daughter right now yeah i only saw it on friends but it looked very painful when joey got a kidney stone i never forgot i I was like please god don't give me a kidney stone that looks terrible i had one once i had one once it was it was uh I, i would say intense is a word you'd use and um it was you know uh it's not something i'm actively uh seeking out to experience again i'll put it that way but the point is this. Those things well, are painful, Karen. I hope that Sarah Jessica Parker plays you in the movie. The kidney <laughs> no, stone. I, I couldn't help but wonder, was the kidney stone hard or was I the one that was hard? Why is it that it only seems I can get stones in my kidney hard? Not big. <laughs> in a city full of hard people is the irony that the hardness is coming from inside me. Be like the most annoying person at the hospital. The doctor's like, be quiet. We need to administer you. Well, you know that Karen's very um, competitive, even with her children. And you know that she's pissed that, of course, Raven has a stone on the day that she's getting my stone. I'm getting my stone today, Raven. Did you spend 25 years earning that stone from your kidney? I didn't think so. Don't call me ever again, you greeny little bitch. <laughs> Did that stone come from Surrey County? Then I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> I'm about to renew my vows mm, to this man who I've been married to for 25 years. I need to make sure every motherfucking thing is on for tomorrow. I need to make sure that when I drive up to that industrial park in rural Maryland, that people understand that this is an institution. Mm-hmm. So then uh, people are going canoeing, um, which takes a lot of effort, uh, which leads us right into Michael and Ashley's marriage, which also takes yeah. a lot of effort. Okay. And also involves paddles, probably. <laughs> and a- <laughs> A lot of people doing things that could make them wet, but usually don't. Uh, (laughs) 
Okay, we're just done. Can we just end the podcast on that note? <laughs> just equate, can we just like wrap this up? Thanks, everyone. It was a great season finale. We've equated their marriage to canoeing in a few different ways. And I don't know if I have anything. We've talked about kidney stones and canoeing. Is there anything else that needs to be discussed? We've dragged, poor, we've dragged poor Raven for having a kidney stone. Raven. I was like, because I was just sitting there. I was like, I had like this moment where, where like all like my memories of canoeing just flashed before my eyes. And I was like, how can I bring any of these into the situation? And then you're like, talk equating can, the canoe experience to like vaginal, <laughs> vaginal excretion. And I'm like, I don't know if I can top that or add to it or well, contribute sounds, in any way. Well, it sounds gross when you say it. Vaginal excretion. <laughs> well, it's an institution. Canoeing is an institution. <laughs> okay, so Michael and Ashley go to a restaurant. And um, Ashley's like, my booty stretched my dress. Do you like it? And he's like, oh, you look lovely as usual. Lovely. He's still laying it on real thick. Every time they turn a corner, he's like, have I told you lately that I love you? Yes. Love your ass. Love it. Except for the flashback that they show us because Ashley's like, well, now that Michael and I are getting back in the saddle. And we get like a flashback to the Watergate. Which is just funny enough to say, but we get a flashback to the Watergate with him saying, I'm feeling very uncomfortable right now. <laughs> you know, which is also something that can be said on a canoe. Yeah. Um, you know, he's going to need a lot of romantic makeups. I mean, first of all, that clip is still horrifying. I don't care how prepared you are to see it because you know that we're going to show that again. But to see it uh, again, all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to see it again, it was just as horrifying as the first time. Okay. I don't need that. I'm, I'm still laughing at your canoe joke. It's like in my brain right now. I swear to God. So, okay. um, Ashley is like, She's like, well, I want to continue having date nights, and Michael loves hang hanging out with Juan. I mean, he just like really, really loves hanging out with Juan like so much. He even said, "God, I wish you were Juan last week at the Watergate," which was kind of weird. <laughs> I won you so badly, Ashley. God, I won you so badly. I mean, he talked about Juan, finally got a boner, and then went to get his ass played with by the toilet. I will never forget that as long as I live. As, as hard as I try. So he's talking about how Dean is a phenomenal guy. But, you know, I just love that one. Love him. And um, Robin. What is Robin, Robin talking we say about? That, did we Robin actually mention here? that Robin and Juan arrived? Robin oh, and Juan No, I was like, what's, Ron, what's Robin doing in this scene? I need I need some warning before Robin just walks into a scene. Robin is uh, Robin's the person in the other canoe who doesn't who can't control her canoe, <laughs> and you're like, turn, paddle away. And she's like, oh, I can't. And then her canoe hits your canoe, and you all shake, and you think you're going to fall out. Because we all have been in that situation, right, at camp. Like when someone's canoe, you're like, get control of your canoe. If you're going to get in the canoe, know what you're doing. Mm. So um, anyway, uh, so Robin and Juan have arrived and they're sitting together. They're doing a double date. That's why we had that whole Juan thing. And um, we just see Michael immediately just like stars in his eyes or hearts in his eyes just talking to to Juan. And he's just like rambling on. He's like, well, I worked out a lot during the pandemic. I had a trainer, a great trainer. He's a world champion bodybuilder. Emphasis on body. Wow. So many caves and caves and crevasses on that gentleman man my hands could have exploded forever do you know one, what i'm talking about one one tells him you look good but how do i feel one that's what's important all right it's not how you look it's how you feel right there right there and squeeze it squeeze it i came 
I can be very honest. <laughs> so Robin's like, sugarcoat it. Yeah, Robin's like, well, Michael hasn't been around the group, and I know the only man he really cares about is Juan. And then we get a montage of the love affair between Michael and Juan. Although it's not really an affair. Juan is nice to him, you know, but um, it's really just Michael catching Juan and then filling his watery eyes and just kind of red nose, lick-lipping fun with Juan over yeah. the years. And basically, each one of these montages lately just ends with Andy saying, Robin, you're the one who heard that Michael said he wants to suck Juan's dick. And she's like, yeah. I just love that that's how it always culminates every time when they show their greatest hits together. So um, uh, Michael's like, well, I miss you guys. You know, because she's saying, why don't you come around the group? And he's like, well, I miss you guys. They're just members of the crew that I'd rather not spend time with, especially people who've spent time with my wife. Said things, yeah, like talk shit about his wife, wife. basically. And then we we get a (laughs) clip of the infamous Candace quote, shut up, you roach, calling her a roach and stuff. And so Ashley's like, um, if you don't get it, he means Chris and Candace. And Juan's like, come on, why can't we just hash things out? You know, things are so easy if you just stay and talk them through, which hopefully we won't get back to later so I don't look like a total fucking hypocrite. In this season finale, we're pretending to be a really good person. Yeah, exactly. So Michael says, well, I don't even know what Chris does. I mean, he's basically living off his wife, which is about the worst thing you can do in your life. Am I right? I'm like, no, the worst thing is probably cheating on your wife, sir. <laughs> living off your wife is perfectly fine. And, and and why not? You know? Yeah. And Robin's like, well, you know that he's her manager now. Oh, yeah. And how does she play him? Isn't Candace still on her mom's payroll? And so Robin asks a question we kind of all have been asking, I guess, at one point or another, which is, you know, what's wrong with, you know, Chris and what he does? I mean, he cooks. That's a, I think that that's obviously an honorable job. I'm a restaurant boy. And what's wrong with her having a mother who supports her? Uh, Nothing. Again, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I, I think it's just that they act like none of those things are true. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Chris is, I think it's just like, that they're assholes. So things that normally aren't bad for other people are really bad when you don't like somebody. Right? It's like, oh, my God, yeah. Ben, I love you. Did you lose a little weight? You look great. But if I didn't like you, I'd be like, oh, my God, Ben, <laughs> you lost weight. Ben, Ben's fucking anorexic starving himself. He's a mom. <laughs> Someone help him. He needs help. Yeah, it's it's mainly like that. I mean, basically, yeah, I think the thing is that, like, you know, Chris is like, I can't come to the music video shoot because I've, you know, people are going to come see my cooking class. It's like, Chris, come on. And, you know, like, and Candace acting like she's not on her mom's payroll. Just, you're, you're on it. It's fine. It's fine, you know? Yeah. So um, Ashley wants to talk about something more exciting. Or so she claims, because now she wants to know about if there's going to be another baby Dixon on the way. And I'm like, I thought you said you wanted to talk about something exciting. I'm not quite getting the correlation between baby Dixon and exciting. Yeah, and Juan's like, well, we're just going to do it whenever it happens, because Robin really doesn't want to have to deal with it. She's like, well, (laughs) I didn't enjoy it 13 years ago, and uh, what makes me think that I'm going to enjoy it now? And Ashley's like, yeah, you know, it was really hard in the beginning. You forget how hard it is. And Juan's like, yeah, but you know, you get through it. And she's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) You weren't even there. And he goes, goes, but we did all the work. We worked together. She goes, have you ever changed a diaper? And he's like, really? 
He's like, and, and basically he was playing basketball, you know, during all this time. And Robin's like, yeah, and our relationship wasn't stable like it is today. A very stable relationship where we talk things out and no one walks away in the middle of the conversation. Yeah. And um, she's like, you kind of missed all of what Ashley is talking about because you were never there. And uh, Ashley's like, well, you know, do you flesh out the ifs and the what ofs and the could ofs and the maybes and the always and the sometimes? And Mike, Michael's like, well, listen, listen, I'm a little older. Worked for me. My fish is still swimming like a goddamn Busby Berkeley scene in a pool. All right. You see those little fuckers making circles, diving in, diving in, stand right <laughs> inspiring. So um, Robin's like, oh, so Michael, do people ever ask you if you're Dean's grandfather? He's like, no. <laughs> He's like so unhappy with that question. He's like, stop making me look so old to warn. Okay. I have to look spry and young. Oh, handsome, handsome hands. That was rude of me. I'm sorry. Did I make you cry? No, that's just how my eyes all these days. <laughs> so then um, Candace, Dorothy, and Chris are like walking into a building. And Chris is wearing two thirds of a three piece suit, which kind of annoyed me. And because he had like the, the blazer and the vest, but he like decided to go with jeans. It was very much a like a, a wannabe callback to Justin Timberlake 2005 sexy back era. <laughs> it's just like a strange half-assed version. So um, or really a two-thirds version. So then they, they're basically going into a meeting at a record label because Candace is going to be signing a music deal with E1 Nashville. I think that she mispronounced. I think it's probably like Eel Nashville. Because they're signing her. Get it? Get it, guys? Because it's like Eel. And they're signing Candace. Yeah, she's signing and um, she's like, today is the day manifestations are coming true. I came out of the womb singing Anita Baker. Came out of the womb. (laughs) So she's signing um, and everyone's super excited and they're all hugging and she's crying and she's like, it's so surreal to be here. It's so surreal. Yeah, and um, they're all sitting there. This guy Omega from the he's like an account executive there. He's comes in. There's a lawyer. They're all sitting at a table to sign everything, and uh, they're talking about the music videos, etc. And then Chris, as the husbander, I realized that um, I realized how, what Chris relies upon to to gain more authority in situations like this because he doesn't really know what he's doing. Right? He's just like one minute he's making duck quesadillas, and now next minute he's in a meeting trying to act like he knows the music industry. So what he does is he leads with teeth authority. Did you notice this? So he asks questions by sort of like growling his teeth. He sort of like, he sort of snatches his teeth outward and he'll be like, he's like, so obviously we have enough for an album, but what's the number of singles? And he says, what's the number of singles? His teeth just sort of like jut out. Like, like I don't have, I don't know what I'm talking about, but my teeth are scary right now. So you think I know what I'm talking about. Does that make sense, Ronnie? Did you, did you pick up on that? It does. Leading with his teeth. Yeah. That is that yeah. is what he does. He just kind of furrows his frown, sticks out his teeth. Um, yeah. So the guy's like, well, you know, it's, it's a new age. So we can drop as many singles as we want to. But, you know, basically from today, we have six weeks of planning. Basically, they're trying to say and all everything that they say to Candace is like, we're planning this around your show being on the air so we can actually sell something. Okay. Yeah. So let's get that on the books and just plan everything around 
that. And he's like, you know, we really need to worry about social media because that's how we're going to kind of coordinate stuff. So he's like, okay, you have to be nice on social media for well, six for six weeks. Okay. Yeah, the lawyer, the, the lawyer's like, you've got to be really coordinated on social media. And Candace, Candace goes, oh, I shine there. And just cuts to a, a reunion with Andy Cohen saying, you are a disaster on Twitter. <laughs> and he says, you know, we know that most with most things come controversy of some kind, but the whole point is to showcase you as an artist. So, you know, this time when you're calling someone a roach, just be sure to follow that up with that album cover with, you know, your hair flowing like that horror movie. <laughs> yeah. So then, of course, Candace starts to cry and she's like, I remember being in my room with my hairbrush and I would be dancing until I was sweating like I was on stage performing. I'm like, and now I'm like here sitting at this table at a building with a record company that I guess makes music. I can't, I can't believe it. Like, wow, Candace, what a special journey for you that no other child has had singing in their room into a brush. I, 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 this clearly you were meant to be. I wonder if any teachers are like, oh my God, I remember pretending I was a teacher and making my brother <laughs> do pretend homework. And now here I am. Here wait I till am. she finds out about karaoke. Wow. So then, um, oh God, wait just... till she actually goes down a sidewalk and steps on a crack. <laughs> Dorothy's going to be like, oh, Candace. Candace. My back. <laughs> My neck, my back. <laughs> um, I'll let you finish the rest of those lyrics. So Candace was like, "On my uh, back." Leah Black just pops up. Ow! <laughs> I almost did. How are you? I was like, I don't even know why I started doing it, Lisa. And how are you? <laughs> how are you? It's time for a commercial. It's time for a crappin's commercial. So Candace, um, she's just saying how she'd be just a total mess without Chris, and that. Her mom showed her that she could be whatever she wanted to be because her mom would bankroll it. So, um, you know, this is she just wouldn't want to be going through any of this without her mom witnessing it. And yeah, she's just basically is, crying. Yeah, this is her end of the season moment. You know, like here we are finishing up. Yeah, finishing up Candace's storyline. She's finally signing with somebody and she's super happy about it. And then in Bravo tradition. They hand her a contract. She doesn't look at anything. <laughs> she doesn't hand it over to her quote-unquote manager. She's just like, where? Here? Okay, done. <laughs> and the next day, she enrolled in Squid Game. Wow. What a twist. <laughs> um, okay, so then let's go to Robin and Juan. So it's already starting great. They're at their new garage place or storage unit or whatever. They're like a warehouse. By the way, the most appropriate thing for Robin, you know, like we're going to end this season at a warehouse. <laughs> like, of course, her, her her arc culminates at a, at a warehouse. Yeah. Um. So she Robin drives separately and he gets out and he just looks at her car and she's like, are you laughing because my car is dirty? And he's like, that's ridiculous. God. Get a car wash. <laughs> God, you expect to get married? You can't even wash a car. Ugh. So, um, yeah, they're at the embellished warehouse space, and Juan is—he's just in a sour mood. He's like, "That's a lot of rack space." <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's a warehouse, Juan. <laughs> That's how warehouses work. There's space for you to put things on. He's like, and I don't think racks. we need this hashtag sticker. This is hashtag be embellished. That's dumb. What do we need a hashtag sticker for? Hashtags in a warehouse? Uh, yeah, because it's on TV. 
See? Yeah. See how that works? Okay. Yeah. Now, I mean, no, she doesn't really need that sticker. But, you know, this is a very sad space and she wants to do something to brighten it up. So, you know, just let her have her 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 custom made sticker that says hashtag embellished, you know. Yes, it's sad. It's sad. But let her have her sadness. Yeah. So she's like, yes, I do. <laughs> so she's talking about how they're going to move into their house and there will be a space of having a baby. But, you know, she needs to make sure that one, you know, she doesn't want things to happen like they happened before. You know, she's like, what happened before doesn't need to happen again. He's like, what do you mean again? She goes, well, did you ever change a diaper? I mean, if you if we have an infant, I would actually expect you to be there. And he's like, that was 13 years ago. For, I'm out. I'm out of here. You're, you're making me look like an idiot. You're making me look like a dickhead, Robin. I'm out of here. So he walks off. And by the way, just for the record, um, she's not making him look like a dickhead. His actions or lack thereof are what's You're looking look like, like a, dickhead. a dickhead, sir. Here's, here's yeah. what you should say, okay? You know, I wasn't there because I was out there making millions and millions of dollars for us. And I'm really sorry about that. But you know what I've learned that's more important than money? Our family. And so from now on, the only thing I'm going to be there for is you and that little tiny baby that comes out of you. And when we have that baby together, you know, just pull out and the he speech. Just pulls off the, he pulls off a mask and he leads the Vanderpump. Is that what that was? <laughs> it's been me the whole time. <laughs> Get it. Um, yeah, it's like literally the easiest situation to, to diffuse. And instead he actually escalates it by stomping off like a, like a like a insolent child and he just like stomps off to his car and she's like whoa, whoa it's not that serious he's like it is that serious he's like taking off his mic because he's tired of his reputation being sullied probably but i don't think anyone cares enough to be like oh that juan dixon roe is like okay robin and juan whatever so he tries to he tries to drive off and then robin robin's like juan you're making it more serious than what it is he's like i'm not the same dude i'm like so if the issue is that you were absent, um, you driving off in the middle of a conversation doesn't really do much to, to dispel the notion of absence. <laughs> right. I'm worried you're going to leave again. Bye. Bye then. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, it is the traditional husband thing, right? It's like, please just don't make me look stupid on camera. And then he comes and then Robin <laughs> always brings up his past. But, you know, he did – that is his past. So That is the past. And that is yeah. the woman who stood by you during your rough times and has had to deal with a lot of shit from you. And you also yelled at her when she was sleeping in. So there, you get that's, – that's the revenge. Yeah. Ah. And he's like, well, you make it sound like I was a messed up dad and it's always my flaws and what I did. It's never about what Robin didn't do. What did Robin didn't – what did what did Robin didn't do? <laughs> what did she not do, Juan? What did she not do? Tell us. Well, Tell us everything. I think it's his whole – because she said that she kind of checked out in the marriage and she was just like too – motherhood was really hard and she kind of checked out and stuff. And then, you know, whenever they talk about his cheating or whatever, it's always like, well, I wasn't really there for him either. So um, – I don't know. I'm just rewinding through was, all the past I guess she episodes. was just raising children by herself. Yeah. Uh, just that. Yours. Ra just raising your children, <laughs> sir. <laughs> he makes it sound like she was more preoccupied with buying Rolos or something from the store. Yeah. So um, well, now we go over to Karen's wedding venue, which 
surprisingly is not the next spot over at the warehouse district, but it looks like it could have been. I know. Um, it's actually just down the hall from this. You just hear <laughs> just... Brrr, the door coming up. <laughs> Karen arrives in the forklift. Yeah. <laughs> so it's this this wedding venue that's in a different industrial park. And Karen mocks and she's like, oh, this is stunning. This is just everything, everything. No one here has a kidney stone, right? No one here is weak, right? Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Like, Ma'am, thank you for the compliments, but every Dunkin' Donuts looks like this. Oh, wrong door, wrong door, mm, wrong door. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a bunch of things that looked like rings, and I thought, oh, this must be my for me. <laughs> Could you imagine her walking into a dog? I mean, she probably does do that. She probably walks into every establishment. And be like, oh, this is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Ma'am, it's just a lens crafter. <laughs> it's everything. Mm, I love your craft. Mm, you are a master <laughs> of your crafters, eh, Lens? Mm, I see I'm you. I'm friends with Mr. Lens of the Lens <laughs> Crafters. And here he is to sing something at our wedding. E. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have a lens to know what a lens is. You know what I'm saying, right, mm, crafters? Um. So, uh, so, sh- so she's there, and then everyone else is getting ready. So Wendy's getting changed. Ash is getting dressed. Um. Everyone's just getting dressed and stuff. And uh, Giselle is saying that one. She's like one. Nah. She's facetiming with Robin. She goes one. Nah. Doesn't know it yet. Da. But he's kind of my date too. Well, he's not happy with me. I'm just trying to make him understand that he needs to be, you know, Mr. Mom. And then he got really upset because he doesn't like Michael Keaton. I said, Juan, <laughs> come back. He was also Batman. <laughs> and then he was like, I understand that he was Batman. And that's why I don't like him because he left me. And he is the one who was truly absent. And I never co-signed on Val Kilmer. It's really complicated over here, Giselle. <laughs> Uh, so then people start arriving at the wedding, and um, let's see. There's just a lot of walking around people, you know, talking. But Candace drives up, and she goes, It's ugly. I need more <laughs> for a wedding venue. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with her here. So then um, I'm not get either, in. but be quiet, okay? We don't all have mothers to pay for our shit. And you're coming. You didn't make any effort. You're showing up in a turban that looks like one of those silver dish spuns you clean pans with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that being said, I can't imagine. I've gone to some ugly ven- venues, but I've never been like, ugh, this is ugly. I mean, if she's saying it's ugly, I'm going to say, well, I agree. I do think it's ugly, at least on the outside. But, like, I would never show up and say that. But then look at me. Watch. Watch. some. This is when my life would really benefit from a Bravo flashback of like a montage of me being like, it's ugly. Oh, I don't like this. It's ugly. It's ugly. You know, I'm totally as awful as the housewives, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, it's more, it's fun when we do it, but not Candace. So yeah. then uh, Mia arrives and she's like, this is. But then they yeah. see that there's a lot of stairs that they have to climb to get in here. And that's when I'm done with this wedding. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, it's well, it's a weird space because essentially you walk in and there's like a main floor where all the tables are for the reception. But there's a staircase and you have to go up the staircase because that's where the bar is. So everyone has to go up there for the cocktail thing. And it's a big staircase and no one wants no one wants to go up these stairs. Yeah. Uh, So Mia's like, um, I like everything on the same floor. I mean, at most like a platform with something to hang on to. 
and Span. Possibly Span. <laughs> and then uh, Ray's up there, like, joking with some lady. And this lady is like, oh, gosh, Ray, Bill Gates ain't got nothing on you. And he goes, except he's getting divorced. And they both, like, laugh. And, she, and he puts, like, his finger up, like, shh, don't tell Karen. I was like, that's funny, but also sad for the state of your marriage. Um, so then, uh, Ashley is talking to somebody, I guess Candace's mom. Yeah. They're hanging out and talking and Candace is like, I am not giving that ogre any life. Um, so Giselle, then Giselle shows up and she's still in her boot. So we already know, we already know how she's not, how she's going to feel about these stairs. And of course she like looks at them and is just like so miserable and is going up them. And, um, you know, uh, but Michael is not there. So Michael has not come. He's, he's taken Dean to a birthday party and, um, uh, there is a lot of concern about how Michael will be around Chris and Candace, especially because Michael doesn't hold his tongue and that doesn't work with Chris. Although I don't think that Chris holds his tongue. So I don't know what that's all about. Yeah. So then Wendy shows up, but her dress is so tight that she has to lie down in the back of the car. And then he has to, like, pull her out of the car. I was wondering what that was. Yeah. Why is she doing that? Um, Yeah. So everyone's, like, saying hi and everything. And Wendy's like, we are here to celebrate love. Because Wendy comes in and says hi to everyone except for Giselle. And she goes, we are here to celebrate love. We're here to celebrate the Hugas. And outside of that, I have no reason to care about Wobbin and Giselle. Okay, let me dust my feathers. I'm gonna yeah. dust my feathers. And Giselle just tells Swan, clearly, yeah, she's insecure. Rah. And Robin's like, yeah, clearly, she's not let go of whatever that has upset her. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> Making all sorts of really, like, very, uh, I don't know what I was going to say. Hot takes, I guess. So Juan and Giselle. Yeah, Robin, I love that Robin takes no ownership. Wow. Clear, whatever it was that upset her. Clearly she's still mad. Whatever that is. How did you come up with that idea? How how could you? Clearly she's still upset. Who would have thought? Um, so then Juan is asking Giselle if she's dating anyone still. And so she puts her purse in front of her head to hide from the cameras and goes, uh, uh, I am ma. And basically, she starts saying that he's a commentator based out of uh, D.C., but she won't. She will not give any details. And then the producer starts, you know, uh, probing her for for details. And the producer is like, is he a celebrity? And Giselle's like, it's none of your business, Nora. Ah, well, my name's not Nora. But furthermore, has he been to the West Wing? No, Suzanne. <laughs> not Suzanne either. Uh, ask again. That will be none of your business, too. Uh, so Juan asks about Michael, and Ashley's like, I promise he's coming. He's coming. I promise. And Chris is talking about how he lost his wallet, and Ashley says, just don't lose your ring. And Candace is like, oh, he doesn't wear that thing anyway. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't wear it in the house. But then we also find out that Michael doesn't wear it at all because he has some sort of, like, bony knot in his finger. Uh, which is like, wow, the, the the lengths Michael will go to not have to wear that ring. He will even put on his prosthetic and tell his wife he has some sort of protrusion so he doesn't have to wear a wedding ring. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And Giselle's like, oh, no. Uh, if I was Ashley, yeah, I would make sure he wore that ring every day. Because we all know that people don't sleep with married men. Okay. It's just the yeah. world we live in. Thank God people respect the ring. Am I right? Oh, I do wear a ring every day around my penis. <laughs> Did that make you uncomfortable? I like to be consistently not terribly erect. Just kind of. 
<laughs> so then Juan is like, well, I mean, Robin, like, how long did I wear my ring for a year? And she's like, how about never? He goes, don't do that. Don't do that. Like, no. He's like, it's because what? I played basketball, Robin. Okay. <laughs> they all have so many excuses for not wearing the rings. Jesus. And then Macy Gray comes. She's like, hello, or Carol Karen. <laughs> She's like, hey, Karen, it's me, Macy Gray. That's Macy Gray. Let's do another wedding tomorrow, Karen. She's like, me or you? Mm, I'm done with weddings. I'm done. Mm, until year 26. Mm. Well, Macy and I met about four years ago, and we just hit it off. Basically, the foundation of our friendship is that I listen to her music, and she says I'm the only one who listens to her music. So there we go. <laughs> so um, <laughs> poor Macy. I'm sorry, Macy Gray. I didn't mean to be that mean to you. You have a beautiful voice. I wouldn't describe her voice as beautiful, but she certainly is something. I love you, Macy Gray. You're an It's a characteristic voice. She is, Macy Gray is an institution. <laughs> I try to say goodbye to Macy Gray, but she keeps showing up at my weddings. Why don't you call me? And she's like, well, we were on the phone, me and Macy. Mm, Macy Gray. Mm, not to be confused with the department store, Macy, which also calls me. Often. <laughs> we're also very good friends. And... Mm. Um, she said, Garen, I'd love to sing for your wedding, Garen. I'd love to sing for your wedding, my new <laughs> single on television. <laughs> it's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. So then, um, so now they all are, are, are getting like ready for like, it's, it's about to start and everything. And there's like a pastor and Wendy's like a pastor. Is she getting baptized? <laughs> and then, um, Karen is talking about how she just loves her dress because it's custom made from Turkey. It's a turkey dress, in case you forgot. It's turkey. It goes well with mayo. And, I can't uh, wait until I've said my vows and I can walk down a carpet where everybody's throwing cranberry sauce on my dress. Hmm? <laughs> well, I'll make it up those stairs because I'm climbing to my man who stood by me and all my shenanigans for 25 years. A step for every year that he stood by me. So bless her heart, cannot get up these stairs because <laughs> she's yeah. in such a tight dress. It's like, little baby step, little baby step, little <laughs> baby step, little baby step. She has an escort who's not Matt, so I guess he's gotten a raise or something because I cannot believe that wasn't Matt with a dolly just yeah, pulling her backwards up those stairs. Why wasn't Matt at the wedding? He should have been there. I don't know. I think he was because someone posted a picture and they were like, oh, my God, it's Matt. Um, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I so I guess he was there. He got a raise. But anyway, she's getting up, and she's got this humongous train. And it looks like a heavy train, too. It's like an actual train yeah. that she's pulling behind her. She's like, Choo-choo, mm. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker. It's the Baltimore Ohio Railroad. <laughs> I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. <laughs> it's the band train. They're like, we're just exhausted. <laughs> Can't get up all those stairs. <laughs> Come on, train. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in you. Macy's jealous you're here, but still. Hmm? Meet Virginia. No, we're back in Potomac now. <laughs> oh, okay, so Candace is like, well, it is a beautiful moment to see Karen walking up to Ray at 25 years, but after about seven and a half minutes, She's still walking up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, where's the jumbotron so I can see what they're doing? Because that is a tall staircase, and they are very high up. And you just sort of can see 
up there. Like they're far away from everyone. It's a very strange setup. So um, the pastor gives a little speech and uh, he says something about like, it's not just love. It's also, it's just, it's friendship or something like that. So Giselle, of course, latches onto that. And she's like, mm. she's like, so uh, I guess they're just friends. Ah, well, I'm not going to say anything bad about Karen because we're in a good place. Ah, but if they're just friends, it would make sense with all those DMs she slides in. Ah, it makes sense. Ah. <laughs> so then they do their vows and Karen, I can't believe Karen didn't have grander vows. I expected some kind yeah. of a monologue, but she was just like, we know that marriage is not perfect. But I have sold it for you. You have sold it for me. Sold to me one more time and my elbows will stick together again and I'm leaving you, all right? So soldier me. <laughs> Do not soldier me again, Ray. It really hurt last time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a surprisingly functional speech after all this. Weeks and weeks. It was a, like, a surprisingly not very emotional and very brief speech. And he's like, 25 years ago, I chose you to be my bride, my wife, my friend. And today, I once again, I'm choosing you because I know we can get this hole in one. Ray, you're talking to me, not your nine iron. <laughs> I chose you 25 years ago. And today, I choose the Salmon Club. Ray, you're not, it's not, it's not a restaurant, Ray. <laughs> Some people would say it was a bogey. Some would say it was a mulligan. <laughs> I say it was a great day out on the links. Ray, it's a wedding. We're not talking about what you did last weekend. I'd like you to open this box and out will fly a birdie. God damn it, Ray. Just be quiet. <laughs> All right, just stomp on the glass. Do whatever you're going to do. We did it again. Karen, some might say you're a sand trap. Some might say you're a water trap. I like to think you're lightning just kind of ruining the day of golf am i right everyone ray that wasn't even very nice in the first place <laughs> so then she tells us that they almost didn't make it here but you know what they put in the work and then we see a clip of their messiness over the years and mm. um we we get the bathtub scene why don't you take your clothes off and come get in the tub rain i forgot about that scene and I'm so, you know, on, on Take a Seat last week, we talked about um, horrifying scenes on Bravo. And uh, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad I'd forgotten about that scene because that, that would have been perfect for that list. Yeah. So they kiss and she tries to do the open mouth thing again. But Ray's learned his lesson. He's like, we do not need another open mouth yeah, she... crazy kiss so she opens her mouth and kind of starts licking him but he keeps his mouth closed so it's it's quicker this time yeah he gives her sort of like chin chin in the mouth yeah so then macy gray starts singing she's like sugar baby sugar baby i love a sugar baby love a sugar baby and everyone's like oh it's it's macy's new song <laughs> it says it's released in 2001 <laughs> <laughs> A brand new song from Macy Gray. Oh, I didn't see that part. I just thought how sad Macy is. Like, I've got a new song. I'm gonna re. I'm gonna release it on national TV at Karen's wedding in a strip <laughs> No, whoever said, "Oh, is that like it's Macy Gray's new song?" They definitely put up on screen. Released in 2001. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ray goes, is, "Is this Macy's new song, Sugar Baby?" And <laughs> under it says, "Sweet Baby." It's called Sweet Baby. Like, Macy Gray's just getting fucked over all over the place on this episode. 
Yeah, she needs to make cameos on a on a different franchise because <laughs> she deserves better than singing like in the rafters at a warehouse. <laughs> yeah. Um. So her song is like, "We've come this far together," and then we see the long train trying to make it down those stairs. <laughs> and yeah. Everyone's terrified that she, Karen is going to get killed by her own train. There's like horror music playing over it. Yeah, it's just going to roll on down over her. So then she makes it to the bottom and Michael arrives and Ashley goes running out into the parking lot and like hugs him as if she hasn't seen him in, in like a month. That was very strange to me, right? Did yeah, you notice these that? Two, yeah, these two are always like, oh, God, have I told you you're gorgeous right now? Like they're really laying it on thick. Like we love each other. See, look how much we love each other. I cannot it, take it. It read to me a little bit more like – um she was nervous that he wasn't going to come. And so the fact that he did come, she's like being overly like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, in a way that I feel like is not, it shouldn't be necessary in a, in like a loving couple where like, you know, people do things for each other. Right. Like it felt a little bit like a, a weird deference to him that I didn't think was deserved. So Michael sees Juan and of course buzzes right over. He's like, Juan, how are you? Let me tell you, <laughs> traffic was difficult, but Hopefully, you're hard. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> huh? And then uh, he, Gordon, introduces himself. He's like, he's like, hey, I'm Gordon. And Michael's like, good to see you, Roy. He's like, uh, it's Gordon. Doesn't matter who you are, because if you're not one, you're not part of my life. <laughs> um, and Mia sees him. She's like, oh, he's here. I guess he exists. I always come for one. And Candace is telling her mom in Escala, Michael is insufferable. Now, me and Ashley have our issues. But beyond that, I just don't think that morally he's good enough for her. Candace, the great moral barometer of Bravo. <laughs> Candace on using only morals to guide her when picking a spouse. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much all the guys are coming over to Michael to say hi to him. They're all like, oh, hi, Michael. Hi. Everyone except for Chris, who's just sort of sitting at the table. He keeps sort of like adjusting his tie or something and drinking wine and, and all that. And this is all cross cut between Karen taking photos with all sorts of people and everyone saying hi to, to Michael and stuff. And they all sit down. And then Juan, Mr. Avoidance, is like, all right, so uh, we're going to squash this shit, right? 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 I'm like, oh, so now Juan is fine with, with confronting things. I love, I love Michael's small talk. He would only talk to Robin. So he goes, hey, Robin, what is that? And she's like, oh, stuffed chicken. <laughs> like, okay, well, that's over. So yeah, one has to start it. And Michael just gives him a look like, come on. And Chris gives yeah. him a look like, ugh. And Giselle says, look, ah, there are times that Michael and I have gotten into it. And we talked and we got past it. Da. Yeah. And Michael's like, well, you're a very intelligent person. And I can have a conversation with you about something that's an issue and we can actually resolve it. You know what I'm saying? Well, look, look, look. Well, I'm just going to say right now and then I'm going to let you enjoy your dinner. What happened at Juan and Robin's thing? You know what? It happened. It happened. And I am willing to let it go and start over. Okay? You know, 69, 86, the bad feelings. And I'm here for a remake of this duck quesadilla, send it back. This time it's gluten-free. If she doesn't believe it, she can get the fuck out of my online class. That's it. <laughs> Listen, I have a long memory. Almost as long 
as Juan's manhood. And I don't like... <laughs> I remember fish. having to take a dinosaur to school. It's a very long memory, all right? It wasn't even called school back then. It was just a grunt from my mother and a point out of the cave, and I rode and rode until a man wearing a buffalo as a suit had me hit rocks with other rocks until they were smaller rocks that he could sell to the locals to use as snacks. Now, I don't like people being mean to my wife. My teacher was the caveman who makes the wheel in those inventor commercials, okay? <laughs> A long memory. <laughs> I was there the day the first cow let some milk out without someone there with a pail under it, fell on the ground. After a couple of days, it had turned to cheese. Guess who was next to me? My classmate, Velveeta. All right, my memory is very long. <laughs> I was the one who hired the dinosaur that Fred Flintstone slides the back down when he gets off of work. I remember that day. <laughs> my memory is long. <sighs> now listen, you're as close to me as my first friend, Spanky. So I don't want to have a big problem here, all right? But I don't like people being mean to my wife. <laughs> Listen, cheat on my wife, that's fine. But be mean to her, that's not fine, okay? And Chris is like, I can understand you being upset at her, but to come at me the way you did in that moment, I felt it was disrespectful. And so Juan is like, he, he decides to move closer because he can't hear us. Now all the guys are, are together, and Michael's like, well, be a man and stand up and apologize if you want to apologize. Just like my good friend, like, like what I said to my good friend Ramses the Pharaoh, I said, listen, I think you better apologize because I can't deal with another night of frogs falling on my head. Am I right? <laughs> and Candace is like, wait, wait, you know what, Chris, just wait, just wait, because Chris is getting mad now. And Juan puts his hand on Michael's shoulder and squeezes it. And he's oh, like, we yeah. just need to have a conversation about it and move on. And Michael's like, no, you can't put your hands on me and expect it to go away. Juan can, but he can also steer <laughs> me like a Mack truck using only my prostate as a wheel. All right. So not everyone can do that. Uh, you know what they say? My body is a wonderland. So you can't spell wonderland without Juan. So uh, Rob is like... Um, He's basically like, you can't, uh, Robin, I'm sorry, not Rob. I was like, who is Rob? <laughs> Rob is like, you can't sit here and act like you did nothing wrong, Michael. He goes, what did I do? What did I do? And Candace, she loses it. She's like, this is the whitest privilege. I can't sit here. You did, you do nothing wrong. I can't, I can't. So she storms off. Yeah, she's like, you do nothing wrong. The white privilege of it is nasty. He's like, what are you talking about? What the fuck? And then and Michael, who didn't even know what she was talking about, goes, how far can this woman go? <laughs> it's a question I often ask Juan. How far can those hands go? Am I right? Am I right? And so Candace just thinks that Michael has been afforded privilege that he doesn't ever have to take responsibility for anything ever. He can buy him off, pay him off, threaten to sue him or whatever he does. And then he'll forsake his own wife for his own pleasures and degrading desires. So then Juan... It's quite a Juan, line. The yeah <laughs> he will forsake his own wife by the way have what's a responsibility that you took can we can i hear a little responsibility i don't hear any last yeah. year responsibility and you did nope. sue somebody as well so whatever now that all said you're completely right about michael okay <laughs> <laughs> that being said 
You're correct. correct. Again. Okay. <laughs> I'd just like to point out that Candace has been correct a lot today. Okay. She's okay. been correct. It's very annoying. So Juan uh, is like, listen, we all need to be bigger men. And I say, let's move on. Well, as the biggest man that I know, Juan, I agree. So Karen's like, I feel like, oh, it just got to Karen talking to, to Ray. And he goes, I, I feel like I've got something in my teeth. Do I have something in my teeth? Do I have something? Could you soldier on and tell me if I've got something in my teeth, my soldier? And Ray's back like, to Michael. He's yes. like, um, I don't, uh, listen, I don't have any problems with you. And I would love to be a bigger man. Now, Juan, help me be a bigger man. Mate, squeezy. It's getting bigger. Just a, it a is little getting bigger. bigger. No it's one makes getting, me bigger of a man than Juan. Ah, all right, it's hurting my pants now. It's hurting my pants now. <laughs> Take a break. Juan knows how to make me grow, okay? <laughs> so um, he's like, I don't really have a problem with you. I'm okay. So Chris is like, that's what I'm trying to say. So Giselle says, okay, uh, so move forward and no more disrespecting each other's wives. Ah, uh, That's my job. Uh. Unless one of you all marries Karen next, ah. Uh. You can go to town on that bitch. Ah. So Michael just looks away and won't answer. And Chris like won't shit. answer either. Yeah, they're all mad still. And Chris goes, of course. So they shake hands. And Very Juan's quickly. like, Yeah, and Juan's like, come on, can we get a hug maybe? Okay, can I just get a hug? So then Michael's like, oh, of course, get over here. <laughs> yeah, Michael is. Michael will not hug Chris, but he has all hugs with Juan. And Giselle's like, that's all that Michael wanted. Ah, just a hug from Juan. That's why this apology went down really quick. Ah. So now everyone starts dancing. Karen changes. And um, Robin is... Uh, thinking about the fact that they don't have a wedding plan or anything. And she's like, but honestly, there's no rush for us to plan a wedding while we're building a house. So, like, chill out. Give us some time. I'm like, give you time? Where? The show started in 2016. It was filming in 2015. What do you mean, <laughs> give us time? And Juan says, well, I got to go. My Uber is almost here. So, like, what? Where are you going? I got to work. So he gets up and he leaves because he's still mad. Because the only people yeah. who should be kind to, to each other today on a wedding day are the guys. <laughs> he could still right. be a total asshole to his wife at the wedding. Exactly. And so then Chris is getting mad at Candace for bringing up white privilege. And uh, she's just – and it's we cut from that to Michael going up to Ash saying – you're very sexy. You're the whole package, by the way. That's what I'm going to say to Juan. What do you think? Does that sound good? <laughs> it only hurts for a minute. All right? <laughs> Just try to relax your butthole. I'm sorry, Ashley. What we... <laughs> Line dancing. That's right. <laughs> so now back to Chris, and he's like, you know, just because you feel a way about something doesn't mean you always need to express it in the moment. And she's like, um, here is my problem. That motherfucker thinks everyone is going to bow down to him, and my ass will not bow down to him. He's like, I okay, get that. you got to see the other side. <laughs> He's just, like, getting mad at her. And she's like, well, you got to stop talking to me crazy. He goes, fuck my life. So, and that's the culmination of their fight. <laughs> yeah. So then we go to the end cards. Ashley is thriving, okay? She's not too keen on Michael's movie-making plans, but she is ready on him producing... Baby number three. Mia and her mother continue to work on their relationship. And Gordon and Mia are currently building a new hymn and plan to have a suite for them. The budget is not low. Yeah. Um, let's see. Gisela is no longer dating her pretend boyfriend that she wasn't dating in the first place. And instead had a hot girl summer. 
Yes, uh, just practicing to be more emotionally available, uh, but much like Hotel Gisela, it's a work in progress. Uh. Wendy loves her boobs, but she's yep. also working on a memoir and prepping candles, which will not be limited to one wick. Candace has released her full-length album, Deep Space, which is also the location of where it's number one, and Chris is still <laughs> acting as her husbander. <laughs> Plays huge with aliens. Chris is still acting as her husbander despite Dorothy's concerns. Chris uh, and his mother-in-law barely speak. Actually, Candace's album did really well, I think, or a single did really well. I saw people on Twitter like, oh my god, you're like number four. Um, yeah. That's a good so song. Then, I like the song. I like the song. Um, so let's see here. Drive back. Drive back. And then I'm gonna drive back. I'll drive back. Yeah, you wanna... Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's see. Then Karen says that she's glad Robin and Giselle showed up. Mm, keeping my fingers for mm, Robin and Juan. Mm, mm. Security. <laughs> and Robin, uh, Robin and Juan have moved into their new home where there's enough room for another baby Dixon and a couple still has not set a wedding date, but Michael has many uh, leads on bachelor party venues. Mm. And the Hugers are in a newlywed phase. Mm. Every morning I ask great questions like, Ray, where was the wackiest place you've ever had sex? Mm. <laughs> and, um, and then it's over, and then we get a trailer for a four-part reunion. So now, is this just going to be the thing that we're going to be getting four-part reunions every year? I, I mean, I, think I so. love but I love Potomac. I thought it was a really fun season. I'm not sure it was a four-episode reunion-worthy one, but I guess maybe the, uh, the the last hours because Nicki Minaj pops up. So you know, they that that's going to be interesting. And there were lots of rumors that like Nicki Minaj and Candace get into it, which should be interesting. At the well, very least. Um, they started with Atlanta. Remember, they went to three reunions, and everyone's like, that is ridiculous. And then it was every show. So I think they started with Beverly Hills this time with this four part bullshit. I think well, that Atlanta was what started had a four- it, right? Atlanta technically had a four part reunion a few years right. ago with Phaedra, oh. and that was a whole thing. It was like a special. And then they, they hyped up the fact that Beverly Hills is four episodes. They like really hyped it up. And that sort of made it sound like it was a special thing, but now they're just they're like, oh yeah, and now Potomac's to be four episodes too, and they're not even hyping that. They're just like, yeah, it's four episodes. Yeah. So here we go. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have this almost into the new year. Fiery box. That's gonna be a lot of Potomac. Well, I, the good news is I love Potomac, and they do great reunions, oh, and yeah. I am really intrigued to see how this Nicki Minaj thing shakes out. It's just. Reunions are hard for us. It's like a lot of notes for us to take. But you know what? We will soldier on for Mm. the reunion. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for being here. We will see you at 7 p.m. tonight on Pacific Time, 10 p.m. Eastern, on the Green Room app for Take a Seat. And everyone else, or you too, you can also go buy live tickets even if you're coming to take a seat. Okay? Go get your live show tickets. Find links at watchwhatcrappens.com. And we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Saboni, she don't take no baloney. Dana C. Dana Do. 
She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels! Erin McNicholas, she don't miss no Trickolus. Ava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no last namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. Wee McLovin, Karen McClelland. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. You don't touch the Nikki Morgan letters. The Bay Area Betches. Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Better than Tabbouleh, it's Annie and Julie. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. We will, we will, Joanna Rockland, you. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Kristen the Ruby Rubano. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. We're letting the catlet out of the bag. It's Lily Catlet. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. She's cheese on a bagel. It's Megan Ragel. Mina Coochie Coochie Coochie. Nancy Cease and DeSisto. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Shannon out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's get racy with Miss Stacy. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys.